You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And we are back. Devils on the Rush, Season 2, Episode 8. And it is, we are out of the summer, we are getting to the fall, it is almost hockey season, we've got rookies reporting on Wednesday, and then the big boys coming a week later. Alex, how are you feeling? I'm pretty excited, we're kind of getting into high gear sports season in general again, you got college football and the NFL getting going, NHL training camps are you know, opening up this week and next with rookies and veterans reporting. And then we're two weeks away from the first Devils preseason game, which I believe is a split squad with the Canadians and the Flyers. So it's coming up on us pretty quickly. I'm definitely excited. Let's go. I right. mean, I I can't remember the last time I've been this excited for a Devils hockey season. I mean, like, listen, this is the time of year where every team has a chance to win the Stanley Cup, right? Maybe except the Flyers. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... You know, it, it it's genuine this time. It's genuine this time. Yeah. I mean, we we have a chance. We are, I think, anytime you look at the betting odds, third or fourth. Yeah, somewhere around uh, right there. Uh, Stanley Cup contenders. I mean, there is genuine buzz uh, around this team, um, and I, I'm very excited. So um, let's get into it. Today we're going to do a little bit of a prospect breakdown because uh, rookies are reporting a week early two yep. days from now yeah we also got that tournament at the end of the week in buffalo the prospects challenge so yeah so we'll get a great opportunity to see hopefully some of our favorite names um uh, especially you know obviously luke but then let's see what simone's uh, been up to this summer and and uh, and we'll get into the whole cast of characters but plenty of hockey to come which means plenty of devils on the rush to come. Uh, I think now we're uh, out of the summer season and we'll get back to regular scheduled programming each week. Um, and we're very excited to do so. All right, let's get into it. Let, let's, uh, Alex, you put out a great piece in the inf- on Infernal Access. And for those of you who haven't signed up for Infernal Access, you guys are just lazy at this point because uh, <laughs> there's some great content there put out by uh, all, all the folks over there and uh, headed up by Todd Cordell. All right. Um, so, Alex, you put out a piece in the summer about uh, the, the top prospects in the devil. So let, let's run through them, give our listeners a little bit of a refresh, because uh, some of these names will be popping up in the next couple of days as uh, as we get started here. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, I mean, there's no there's only one person we can start with. Uh, Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes. Yeah. So let's get into it. What, what are you most excited to see from Luke this season? Uh, I'm just excited to see how he's gonna i think 
for me at least, it's just like I think he's gonna play the Severson role at least to start the season, and then they see how he handles that. I'm just excited to see if he can kind of put up some gaudy offensive numbers, um, or at least push offense the way Severson did in that third pair role last season. And I, I mean, I, but just to cut you off there for a second, I mean, like Severson's statistics last year were absurd. Yeah, they were pretty crazy. That's why I don't know if Luke could do that as a rookie, but I think he could definitely help push the offense the way that Severson did. And uh, Severson played a lot with Jack Hughes and, to a lesser extent, Nico Heischer uh, last season because Nico was usually getting the difficult defensive minutes. But Severson was out there with Jack a lot to kind of you know, create some offense. So I think we're going to see a lot of Luke and Jack together on the ice this season, which should be pretty fun. So, Which fans are going to love to see. Yeah, that's definitely something that's going to be exciting to see this season. Um, you know, As far as this prospects challenge coming this week, I'm not even sure he's going to be there, to be honest. I think uh, – that was, it wouldn't surprise me if the Devils just viewed him as being too good to be at that challenge, but we'll see when they announce the official roster, which I'm assuming we're going to get here in the next couple of days. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he, the Devils were like, yeah, we don't even want him there. Why risk the chance of him getting injured or something like that? So, um, But yeah, he's their best prospect, and uh, you know I'm expecting pretty big things from him this season. He's the best prospect, and he's probably the second best prospect in the league right now behind Bedard. Um. Yeah, I mean, just going off the top of my head, you know, I mean, at worst, he's probably like top five. Um, yeah, I mean, some people make might make a strong case for Fantilli. Yeah, Fantilli is pretty good too. I mean, Michkov is pretty great as well, but he's yeah, but be, he's getting buried in the KHL. Well, I don't know if you saw it today. He's getting loaned out to HC Sochi, so he's not going to be playing with Scott St. Petersburg this season. Okay, because, yeah, so I mean, he was just getting, like, six minutes a game He was even healthy like, scratch, too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be, I'm excited. I know he's a Flyers prospect, but I am excited to see what he does with Sochi because he should get big minutes there. They're not that great of a team. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy because that Philadelphia City got two great, you know, late picks but might be the best players in their draft. Yeah. You know, obviously Bedard, but I'm also referring to the Eagles and Jalen Carter. Yeah, I mean, you know, Carter had some of the, you know, the legal issues, I think, right, with the, coming out of Georgia. So he yeah. kind of just fell to them. So, yeah. And Michkov had attitude issues. So. Yeah. Or so they say. Or so they say. Um, quick before we finish this list, uh, quick prediction for tonight. Uh, are we talking Jets here? Uh, that's the only thing yeah. we can be talking about. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers didn't really get reps with, you know, his first, like, in preseason games that much. So I'm just, you know, it's a whole new team for him. I'm just but kinda, did Josh? Uh, that's a good question. I didn't follow the Bills. Maybe not, actually. I'm not too sure about that. So I'm interested to see how Rodgers gels with his receivers, like, in his first regular season game with a new team and stuff. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the line is. Are the Bills favored to, to win this game, or is it the Jets? Uh, I would have to imagine it's the Bills because they're at home. Uh, no, it's in MetLife. So is that MetLife? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I would wow. think the Jets maybe are like a slight favorite. Uh, favorite. Um, I don't know. Let's go with Jets twenty four, Bills twenty one, or something like that. I think it's gonna be Jets, a close game. Bills. I mean, I know there was just like a shelter in place posted at MetLife Stadium because of the severe weather moving through, and so I don't know if there's going to be a little bit of a delay to game because they can't get out there for warm-ups. Um, so already, you know, some – of course, you know when the Jets are playing their first game with Aaron Rodgers. Bills minus two. Bills minus two. Yeah, so it's almost toss-up. Um, yeah, I'm going to say the Jets win, like, by a field goal. It's going to be a good game. They're both good teams. Uh, I just – 
you know, I'm I don't think, to see the defense. Yeah, that's what I'm most excited to see, really, for the Jets, honestly, is the defense more than Aaron Rodgers. Their defense is pretty insane. That D-line's going to be. Yeah, so, you know, I don't think they can worse lose as bad as the Giants did last night, so that would be a W right there, but it should be a good well, game. Well, if they did, that's, that's going to be an issue. Yeah, that would definitely be an issue. <laughs> I think Salah might lose his job on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bad look for the Giants because, I mean, Dayball, like, you know, he's heralded as like a top five coach and then they get blown out. Yeah, for... they, they looked really bad. I didn't that was at really MetLife think... last night too, right? What was that? Yeah, that, that was, was at MetLife. Yeah. So a uh, quick swing here. Bless you to the fishermen. And another one. Bless you again. So um thank you thank you yeah, all right I got prospects you. let's get back into it simone yeah. nemich okay first of all your prediction is luke doesn't come but we'll see what happens I yeah mean, i'm not sure about soon. that one so yeah tomorrow or wednesday obviously but um all right simone nemich um you know it's kind of funny because he's just kind of overlooked a little bit because luke is just such a ridiculous prospect yeah but so is simone yeah. I mean, he's he's probably top 10 in the league prospect-wise. Yeah, for um, sure. And, I mean, he's got an incredible upside as well. It's just wild to have both of these guys coming up on the back end. Yeah, I definitely think Nevitz will definitely be there this weekend. I'd be really surprised if he weren't because I don't think he's playing in the NHL to start the season after them getting Colin Miller. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll see him at the Prospects Challenge this weekend. And, it, you know, it's good chance he's probably the most exciting prospect to watch there um you know some guys like Seamus Casey he's already in Michigan for you know NCAA season um Josh you know uh like I mentioned hey, hey, hey come on Jews. come on we we don't ruin my whole list here right, well we're gonna it, first of all it's my list I wrote yeah. it. <laughs> so <laughs> I wrote it <laughs> but um yeah touche touche uh, Nemitz should be uh, – he should be there, and I think he'll definitely be the most exciting prospect to watch at the Challenge this weekend. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Um, it's – it's. I want to see if 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 the next step is there because um, if it is, I mean, wowzer. Yeah, I mean, he progressed as the AHL season went last year. He got – by the time I mean, the playoffs, he, yeah, he was dominating by yeah. the end of the last year. By the time the playoffs rolled around in the AHL, he looked like a legit prospect. He actually struggled like the first month of or so of the season last year, and then he really—that's always a good thing when you see progression like that uh, in a season when a player just gets better. So I'm expecting big things from him. You know, if he and he did really season, well at Worlds too. Yeah, he did play well there. So um, yeah, you know, if he plays and if he starts the season in Utica, like I expect him, he could probably be their best player. At, I don't even think there's any question about that. And how old is he, remind us? 19, and I don't even think he turns 20 until April, but I'd have to double-check that. Yeah. Yeah, so if he's not playing in the NHL and you still got him coming up, uh, that's pretty that's pretty. And crazy. how much is the cap going up next year? Uh, I, I mean, heard four. Ex- yeah, they're expecting four, you know, $9 million total over the next two years. So, yeah, it's a good place to be in for sure. Oh, boy. Um, All right. Let's go to probably the most polarizing prospect, um, I would say, Alexander Holtz. Yeah, I think he's going to be there this weekend. Um, You know, I think they, for confidence, maybe they want him to get off to a good start and, you know, play in the prospects challenge just 
you know, you know, get himself feeling good about himself or his game as uh, he should be, even though he's only 21 years old, he's probably going to be one of the older prospects there in the tournament. I would think, you know, I guess it depends what the other uh, organizations are bringing there. Yeah, you probably have some older defensemen. Yeah, there'll probably you know? be some 23, 24 year olds there, but he should still be one of the more experienced guys there. So um, it'd be interesting to, if he is there, I'd expect him to play pretty well and uh, should be one of the top line guys at this challenge. So, uh, you know, if he gets off to a good start, he'll definitely get the hype train. If he plays well at the challenge, I mean, he'll definitely get the hype train going for him heading into training camp. I'm excited to see where the skating's at. Yeah. Um, no, you, so, I saw we, him working with Brat this summer uh, with Brat's skating coach. So hopefully that did something. Um, I don't think he's a terrible skater. Yeah. But I just don't think – just, he just – for some reason, he looks slow sometimes or just a step behind. And I don't know if that's his hockey sense or if that's his skating. Yeah, I don't think his skating is really that bad anymore, honestly. I think he could keep up with the team. Like if someone like – I'm trying to think who's – if Nathan Bastion can – I know it's a fourth-line role, so it's not really you know an apples, apples comparison. But Bastion is not the best skater, and he's, he fits the system you know pretty well. He plays pretty well. He could, has good impacts. I think Holtz's thing right now is um, – He's a little bit of unsure of himself um, on the ice because he's not processing the game fast enough up here. You know, I think the game was still coming too quick to him. Um, I didn't really think his skating was that much of an issue last season. I thought he could keep up. I thought he was just kind of overthinking him. He a little bit too much deer in the headlights sometimes, and gets caught in like no man's land sometimes, yeah. and. and 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 it costs the team. Yeah, so that's why I think I for me right now it's. The bigger issue for me with him is he needs to be able to process the game quicker than he was. I don't really think the skating was too much of an issue. I think he just needs to think faster. Yeah. So, I mean, it's maybe the processing then makes him look slow in turn, even though the skating's there. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, let's go to someone who's definitely not going to be there, but uh, just as exciting, uh, nonetheless, Artseni Gritsuk. Um, the KHL season has started. Um, you got a quick update? He's He's injured. injured. Yeah. So he hasn't played the first few games for St. Petersburg, but I don't know. I don't know how serious it is, serious it is, but maybe he'll be back in the next few games, but yeah, he's injured right now. Okay. Okay. So TBD on, on this season in the KHL. Right. Yeah. But fully anticipate he'll be here in two years. Yeah, I mean, that's what his agent said. Um, you know, in two years from now, he would come over to New Jersey, and that would be, that would take him up to 23 years old. So he'd be coming over around the same age. I think actually the same exact age when uh, Kirill Kaprizov came over. So not saying he's the next Kaprizov. I, pro- I doubt it. You never know, I guess. But um, yeah, he should be in an impact NHLer by the time he comes over in a couple of years, especially since he's playing for the best team in the KHL now in Scott St. Petersburg. And in all anticipation, top six minutes, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe at some point, yeah. But maybe at first you start him off in a top nine role. But, um, yeah, I think he'll be able to be, you know, at least a middle six scorer for this team. He's got a good shot. That's really the best part of his game. And his skating's improved. He's bulked up, too. He's up to, like, 195 now. So um, Some of those picks from this summer. Watch yeah. out. He's, he's got the NHL body now, for sure. Yeah. Now, if only Jack could get there. <laughs> Oh, shout out to a uh, friend of the pod, Quinn Hughes. Uh, got the captaincy in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, uh, Friedman so had we're, we're happy for anyone in the Hughes family, really. Yeah, Friedman had hinted on that in the you know the 
uh, 32 thoughts to end last week that it sounded like Quinn Hughes was going to be named their captain. So I mean, he was doing all those PR hits. They were he was doing everything. Yeah, and prior um, to the announcement, he you know Friedman was saying he he cares quite a bit, um, and he's more of like a quiet leader. But that's the Canucks have done that in the past before too. So they seem to like they're quiet leaders, like Cam Robinson pointed out today on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy for Vancouver, and he'll be a devil in three years. So, um, Seamus Casey, um, this guy's electric, uh, yeah. and I think his he really came up. I mean, we we've talked about him before, and we've known how good he is and how good he was at Michigan, but he really came on the general prospect scene across the NHL. I feel like at Worlds. Yeah, for sure. Um, he was pretty good for Michigan in the Frozen Four last year, too. He had that sick um, goal against Quinnipiac, um, where he just kind of like dangled the whole team and scored. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of what he's going to need to be successful in the NHL because he's only five foot ten, you know, like 160, 170 pounds. Um, he's going to need to have elite puck skills and skating. And Quinn's not that big. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Quinn has elite puck skills and skating. And Seamus is going to need to have that to be, um, you know, to play in the NHL regularly, which he seems like he does. Um, and he's going back to Michigan for his sophomore season, which is why I don't, I'm pretty sure he won't be at the Prospects Challenge this weekend. So he's probably already in Michigan for classes and stuff like that. Of course, he's, he's, he's studying hard right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's probably the most, ex- well, yeah, he is the most exciting defense prospect after Nemitz and Luke Hughes for sure. Um, definitely has an NHL future. He's our third best prospect yeah, of defense. Pretty nice, right? It's insane. Oh, all right. Here comes someone that I thought maybe deserved a call up last year. Um, and pretty much tore up the AHL last year. Yeah. 64 points in 74 games, 27 goals. Um, and as Alex puts it, an elite 5v5 producer, and that is Graham Clark. Where, where do you stand on Graham? Is there any chance Graham could beat Holtz for that third-line role? Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to outplay Holtz so badly that um, – like the, just to the point where it's not even close for him to get a, a shot over Holtz. Um, but I definitely think we'll see him play NHL games at some point. This season, you know, injuries happen, um, so he'll probably get his shot this coming season. I definitely think he'll be at the Prospects Challenge this weekend. So, um, you know, you well, up- he might be one of the oldest then. Uh, he's not that old. He's only twenty one, oh, really? I think. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's not that old yet. He was in Jack's draft class, so he's probably twenty one, twenty two. Let's look that up real quick. Um, yeah, he's twenty two right. years old. So. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a good prospect. Uh, didn't At one point, it wasn't looking like he'd really amount to anything, but he took a big step forward last season in, with Utica. Um, he also battled injuries, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's had a ton of injuries. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's good to see him kind of emerge, you know, as a, a legit prospect at this point. Um, so we'll see what, if he, you know, makes, if he has a good prospects challenge and Holt doesn't, it's definitely going to make, I'm, I Turn already see hats. it on social media, it's definitely going to be uh, quite the thing, so. We'll see what happens. There's there's a weird. I think there's a weird feeling among Devils fans with Holtz. There is. They, they, sure. I, I think I think it's the Zaka feeling. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I think it's very much the Zaka feeling. Um, if or not, or uh, who, who's who, who's the idiot that got charged um, that we took like 15th overall, like back in the day, had a wicked shot. 
Reed Boucher? That one. Like, he was like a fourth round pick. So was well, he? The, oh, yeah. but he had a big shot. He did well yeah. in the AHL. Like yeah. 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 That guy sucked. Yeah, not a good person. <laughs> um he's in Devil's Dungeon. Um permanently. <laughs> permanently. Um, all right. Nolan Foot. Uh, by all accounts, I think he's making the team this year. I mean, he got a glowing review from Tommy Fitz in, in the exit interviews. Yeah. Um, I mean, that fourth-line winger spot's open now that Tasmanian Devil has left. So <laughs> give me your thoughts on Nolan. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely making the team because he's waivers eligible now. So they'd have to send him down uh, if he didn't make the team, and I'm pretty sure he'd get claimed. So um probably a lock for this roster um we'll see if he's at the prospects challenge i'm not sure about that since he's waivers eligible um i mean he doesn't really have much of an nhl background yet he's only played a few a handful of games really so maybe he is there we'll see but um yeah i think he's kind of a lock for the roster just because of his wagers uh waivers status so I mean, he's good. He's a big boy. Yeah, he definitely uh, improved wish, last season too. Yeah, he definitely got more physical last year because I think, I think it takes a little bit for some of these prospects that were star players as prospects, and now realizing when they get to the NHL, they might have to be a little bit more of a grinder and learn how to become a third and fourth liner. Yeah, um, also no big dude. A, yeah, yeah, no one's a big dude. He was highly touted uh, coming up through the Canadian Junior Leagues. Wicked shot did did great on on the team Canada's. Um, I, I'm excited to see what he brings to the fourth line with Bastion and McLeod. Yeah, and his skating has definitely gotten better too. Like he's never going to be like you're never going to see him running circles around people, but it's probably gotten up to NHL average at this point. So that's definitely going to help his case. And, and I think he's got good hands. Um, so I think he's got better hands than Miles Wood did. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that's. I don't think that's difficult to be honest. Well, I mean, Miles would have them before surgery. Like he would finish his, you know, breakaways pretty often and stuff, and he would be good at redirects. That's not fair to him, yeah. I guess. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Come on, he led the yeah. team in goals one year. Yeah, time. yeah. It's after the surgery, he just wasn't really the same player. Yeah. So, well, good luck in uh, Colorado. Yep. <laughs> Josh Philman, fill me in. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't think CHL seasons have started yet, so he's probably going to be there um, this week. And he's, I would be surprised if he's not part of training camp. So, um, yeah, he should be there. Um, had a great season last year with um, the Swift Current Broncos, forty-seven goals in sixty-something games, I believe. Um, you know, we'll see. He still needs to fill out. Um, he's not. He's gotten up. I think um around like 170 175 now but you know he's six foot two so he still needs to fill out um going back to swift current for another years and another year and it looks like the devil's got another you know potential middle six option with Philman in the future he looks like he's a legit nhl prospect yeah i mean their late round picking has been stellar yeah the past five years that's what uh you know kind of puts you over the top if you can find uh, you know, legitimate NHL options in your mid and late round drafting, and the Devils have those. Tampa options. Bay Lightning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, here's someone that 
uh, kind of came on the scene a little bit in the what was it the summer prospects camp or what? what are uh, they yeah, the summer it? showcase, like the World Junior Summer Showcase, I think, right? No, but what what did the Devils have after the oh, season? Um, uh, development camp, Dev camp. There yeah. we go. And this person, this individual, seemed to kind of come on the scene at Dev camp. Tapias Villian. Um, gregarious by all accounts, um, but seems to have some sort of a hockey game as well. Yeah, he looked good at the World Juniors last year too um, for Team Finland, even though the Finnish team wasn't that great, but he played pretty well. Um, had a good season in Finland last year with like nine goals and 17 points in 41 games, I think. Um, he wasn't really known for his offensive game before that, but it looks like he kind of took a step forward in that regard last season with Pelicans in the Finnish Liga. So, uh, he's going to be playing in Utica this season, so he should be at the Prospects Challenge this weekend. Um, he's obviously not of the level of Seamus Casey or Luke Hughes or Simone Nemitz, but he's a pretty good prospect in his own right. Um, I think probably in the NHL, he probably projects as more of an NHL or a stay-at-home defenseman, but uh, I like his NHL upside. I, I could see bottom pair, um, you know, like a number five kind of defenseman going forward if he makes the NHL. Like a Brandon Smith? Uh, no, even a little better than that, honestly. They could be like a third pair, like mainstay kind of guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we'll see. He's um, he's definitely developed well since the Devils drafted him in the fifth round in the Luke Hughes class, 2021. Late yeah. round pick no, out of Europe. Yeah, Shocker. No, yeah. Their Euro scouts know what they're doing. Just uh, pay them whatever they ask for. <laughs> Um, all right, and then we're going to round out the top 10 with uh, the Devils' most recent pick, Lenny. You want me to take his name? Lenny Haminaho. L- Lenny Haminaho. Yeah, that was pretty good, actually. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I've been, listen, listen. You've been practicing. Before, I have not, but before the season, <laughs> I will. Uh, well, we're not going to need to know his name too much this season anyways. No, but he did have an impressive – Showing at the World Showcase yeah. for Finland. And he's, uh, had a couple of nifty goals there, uh, highlight reel goals. Uh, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing the highlight reel goals with uh, Asat in the Finnish Liga in their preseason games uh, the last week or so, too. He's had a couple. I mean, the defense hasn't been great, but he's dangling some guys who are clearly older than him. I think he, he's looked pretty good. You know, I think the thing with him is never going to be a great skater. I don't think. I don't think his skating is terrible. Like, the mechanics are good and stuff. He just... He needs to get a little quicker, but his hockey sense just seems to be so good that it, it could definitely make up for the not-so-great s- skating. He, he just seems like a really smart hockey player. He seems to know what to do almost all the time, just based on you know whatever clips that you can find out there on Twitter. Um, kind of hard to watch Liga games. It would be nice if you could, but I, I like him. I think he's got top-nine potential going forward, and I'm really interested to see how he does um, with – uh, his Liga team this season. He already did pretty well in 2022-23. He had like 21 points in 52 games, which is really good for a 17, 18-year-old. Um, so interested to see how he does this season for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could be another steal. Yeah. And he won't be at the Prospects Challenge, I don't think. Uh, I'd be surprised. if I don't, I don't even think the Devil signed him to his entry-level contract yet. So... I don't remember. I can't remember. I should probably look that up. But, yeah, I don't think he's going to be at the Prospects Challenge this weekend. I think he'd probably be playing with his uh, Liga team while they're doing preseason action still. Yeah, interesting. Um, All right. Uh, You want to give a couple honorable mentions here? 
Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't remember who I wrote. Cam Squires. Yeah, he'll probably be at the prospects challenge this week. I'm interested to see because there was a lot of hype around that yeah. fourth round pick. Yeah, I mean, he put a lot. He put up some pretty impressive numbers in the queue. Uh, I, I don't think the queue is a particularly great developmental league, but he played pretty well there. He had 30 goals in his draft eligible season and 60 something points. I think like 64 points. Um, and if he's there this weekend, you know, I'd just kind of interested to see what he looks like as a shooter, a scorer. That seems to be his thing. Um, so yeah, if he's there, uh, keep an eye on for him. Uh, another lauded late round pick, uh, Daniil Karpovich. Karpovich. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know where he's playing this year. I think he might be even playing in the Belarusian league. Uh, I'm not sure. If, I don't think he's even in the KHL right now. But uh, he's interesting because he's like six three, two hundred ten pounds. Plays a mean <sighs> game. It. Plays a mean game, but he by based on his numbers, he has clearly has some offensive upside. Just kind of interested to see. He's not going to be in New Jersey for a while, I don't think, since he was a late round pick. Just, but I'm just interested to see his progression over the coming years and if he actually amounts to anything from being a six round pick. Is this the uh, a, a Toychuk uh, replacement? Um, Ahoychuk, sort of, but I definitely think Karpovich has more offensive upside than Ahoychuk, and he's bigger. Yeah, he's he's a quite. A, I don't know how much more. I don't know how much bigger he can get at this point, but yeah, he's bigger than a hot juke. Yeah, we'll just have to see. It could be a while before he comes over if he ever does. So oh, just, just throw him in a Rangers game. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and the last one we'll give a shout out here too is uh, Ethan Edwards, a fellow Wolverine for Seamus Casey. We took him fourth or fifth round a yeah, couple years ago picking one of the maybe the 2020 draft was yeah um i mean i remember back then we were talking and, and you were pretty interested by him and thought he could be something um just seems like he's behind a backlog of defensemen yeah um i agree with that but he should get a elevated role with michigan this year with luke hughes not being there like i could even see edwards and casey kind of anchoring that top pair for michigan i don't know their roster that well off the top of my head uh, I just know Luke, you know, is not there anymore. Um, maybe J- Jacob Truscott is still there. He's pretty good, Knox prospect. But um, yeah, Ethan Edwards looks like uh, he's t- made some strides with Michigan the last couple of years. I-, I don't know how much offensive game he has, but he could, you know, turn out to be maybe like a third pair defenseman at some point. Um, we'll see how he does in his junior year with Michigan. All right, awesome. Um... Anyone else, or are you kind of content with everyone? You know, we'll see when the prospects challenge out what their roster looks like exactly and kind of give us a better idea of what the weekend's going for. I know some teams have already released their roster for this weekend. I think Buffalo and Pittsburgh put their rosters out um, late last week. Um, We'll check Twitter real quick. Yeah, I mean, I I get devils. I get notifications from the team account. Um, So let's see. But I haven't – yeah, nothing – Nothing from them right now. So I think we'll get that, you know, tomorrow or maybe Wednesday because that's when rookies report. So we'll have a better idea by then. All right. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Let, let's um, let's get into the Atlantic division. Um, but before we do so, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games, and who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And we're back. All right, Alex. Let's talk about the Atlantic Division. Um, definitely got a lot more competitive this offseason. Um, and I did not just steal that from the title of your article. Um, again, Alex also writes for the Hockey Writers. So please uh, rate, review, and subscribe his articles. I, I don't even know if you can do that, but go check them out because they're yeah. fantastic. Um, all right. Let's start with the reigning President's Trophy champions, the Boston Bruins, um, they had quite the offseason. Yeah. They lost their 1C and 2C. Yeah, um, that team is significantly worse. Like, I still think they're a good team, but they're definitely significantly worse than they were, um, you know, in 2022-23. Um, they also lost Dmitry Orloff and Garnett Hathaway, who were two, um, you know, trade deadline acquisitions they signed elsewhere in free agency. I mean, Dmitry Orloff is a fantastic defenseman, and I hate that he went to Carolina. Yeah, that's the thing. He's going to be on the best blue line in the NHL. And I, I don't even really think you can argue that there's a better group of defensemen than what Carolina has. So there's not. Um, yeah, the Bruins. But back to like the Bruins, like I think they're okay. Like they should be. I think they'll make the playoffs. It would just be more like. You know, I think they're gonna be fighting for a wild card spot, and they probably end up in like in the mid nineties somewhere because they still got the goaltending and the defense. They're like kind of like Atlantic version of the Islanders now, except they that, do, but they have no firepower up front. I mean, they just have Pasternak, and Pasternak can he? That's can, true. He can it, create offense. He can for drag himself. a team, and they and Marchand's still good, but I mean, they lost Hall too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Taylor Hall is gone. Um, you lost a little bit of depth with no sex signing with the Devils. Um, Garnett Hathaway to another bottom six forward. They they did do well. They lost Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi, that's right. They did do well to sign guys like Morgan Geeky and Jesper Bokus to kind of help their bottom six depth a little and bit. JVR will pot some in on the power play. Yeah, he still maybe has 20 goal potential in him, but he's obviously not the player that he used to be. They got Kevin Shattenkirk to fill out some defensive depth too. Um, but yeah, that team's significantly worse and they were going to regress even if some of these guys came back anyways it was just no way they were putting up 135 points again but um yeah they're significantly worse i think they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot this time i don't think i mean i guess top three is not you know out of the realm of possibility but i think it'll be tougher for them this year yeah i mean 
I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll do preseason picks. Uh, and, yeah, you know, closer to the season, but I'm not high on them whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, they're definitely not championship caliber anymore. Maybe playoff contender, but the Stanley Cup window is closed. I think they're a lottery team. Oh wow, that's a take right there. Yeah. All right, we'll have to see. All right, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, it's they're weird, they good. had a weird off season. They had a weird off season. They fired Boy Wonder Kyle Dubis. Um, brought in uh, what's his name from Calgary? Brad yeah, Brad Tree Living. Um, and we watched it all play out in a very public fashion, which yeah, is kind of weird for yeah, the you don't NHL. See that very often, yeah. yeah, the whole Shanahan presser and do yeah, it was it was very weird. Um, but beyond all that, they added four players of note uh, in Max Domi, Tyler Bertuzzi, John Klingberg. And Ryan Reeves, um, yeah. who they somehow gave a three-year deal to. Yeah, um, like, but they did hold on. But they did lose quite a bit too. Um, Justin Hole, Alex Kerfoot, Noel Achari, uh, who was a deadline acquisition. Ryan O'Reilly, deadline acquisition. But I think the biggest loss is going to be Michael Bunting. Yeah, I, Bunting, like. And he went to the Hurricanes, of course. Reputation, yeah, of course he goes to the Hurricanes. He fits perfectly what the Hurricanes want to do, too. It's just they have a knack for doing this. But, um, yeah, I think Bunting, you know, they, they'll miss him, but they should be fine with Domi and Bertuzzi replacing his offense. The thing is that the Bertuzzi and specifically Domi are not very good defensive players. Domi is really one of the worst defensive forwards in the NHL. And John Klingberg can't defend anymore. Like the just the defensive game is gone with him. Uh, he can still help a power play, and he has some offensive upside. Yeah, but if you ask many Leafs fans, Justin Hole couldn't defend either. Yeah, well, they're in for a rude awakening when they see Klingberg <laughs> defend because he's worse than Justin Hall. So uh, it was they have like twelve defensemen. Yeah, I, I, I mean they don't have twelve defensemen, but they picked up like three at the deadline, didn't they? Yeah, and they, some of those guys left too, like Eric Gustafson. He's gone. Uh, he signed with the Rangers, obviously. Um, some of their other yeah. guys that they picked up. I mean, Jake McCabe is still there. So, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're they just it's a weird roster. Like I didn't I don't think Tree Living made them better. I'm finishing up a piece on teams who got worse this offseason. I have the Maple Leafs and the Bruins as two of them. Um, really? Yeah, I don't I don't think the Maple Leafs got better. This like their offense will be better, but now their defense with Bertuzzi, Klingberg, and Max Domi, like the defense was already kind of a bit of a question mark. With these three guys now, I'm expecting like significant and significant who's in goal? Talent, like, who's gonna be in goal? Samsonov, he'll be there. Sam Sonoff, uh, and yeah, then Joseph true. Wall looks like a pretty decent prospect. Like, I'm not really too concerned about their goaltending to be awesome, uh to be honest, but yeah, I mean their defense uh, it's, scares me. It just—I still think they're going to win the division. I still think they're the best team in that division. I think they got worse though, and it helps that the rest of the division kind of got—at least the top teams got worse. So that helps them. Yeah, but they're not going to be able to pick off that many games at the bottom. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's you know the, the article that you're basing this off to is like my whole argument was like the division just—it got more competitive because it's more balanced now. It's not as top has heavy as it was the last couple of seasons. So yeah, yeah they're not going to be able to like pick off games from Ottawa and Detroit as easily as they were, you know, the last couple of seasons here. In my opinion, the team we're about to talk about is I'm the most curious about it's Tampa, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the most curious about them because they still have their stars intact. And, and I think they had a great signing with um, Hagel. 
Uh, yeah, they resigned him to that big contract. Yeah, yeah I think he's I a really think, good player. I actually had yeah. no issue with that contract. Yeah, I, I like that deal. I mean, I mean, interesting additions, right? Connor Sheary, who solid is player, solid player, won a cup, right, with yeah. Crosby. Actually, because I wrote so before you get in, he did win a cup. Yeah, before we get into that, I have Josh Archibald in there, but I don't know if you saw they terminated his contract like just a couple of days ago, and they signed Tyler Mott instead. So Tyler Mott's a new addition. Yeah, the Lightning's roster. Good catch, um, Luke Glendening, um, solid depth, and Calvin DeHaan, who was once a highly touted uh, uh, free agent and then kind of faded away when he went to what was it, Carolina? Uh, yeah, something like that, or maybe Chicago. I don't remember. Yeah. So, um, but they lost a lot of depth. Yeah. They lost Kalorn. I mean, granted, I mean, there was no – I mean, good for him. Whatever. I, I just don't understand why he got paid what he got paid, but good for him. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way Tampa was going to pay that. So. No. Ross Colton. Yeah, that's Very valuable. Too. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I wish he would have went to the Devils. But Ian Cole, Patrick Maroon, and Corey Perry. That's a lot of grit. Yeah. But the article I'm writing too – um, you know about the teams who got worse this offseason. I have Tampa there as well. It's not necessarily about the additions that they made. It's kind of in the same light as uh, Boston that they just lost a lot of their key depth players, and that that hurts them right there. Like, and like I argue in the piece I'm writing too. Like I argue is like Tampa still has their top end talent: Stamkos, you know, Hedman, Vasilevsky, Kucherov. Kucherov still their guys. Point. Um, don't point, forget Brian, point, yeah. Hagel is a good player. Like they're just a top-heavy team now. They don't have the depth that they used to. Um, I'm pretty confident in saying that they'll probably still make the playoffs this season. I just think they're kind of done as perennial Stanley Cup contenders, but we'll see. I think you know this, you can't count them out with so that goaltender. Yeah, I was just sort of going to say like they played a lot of hockey the last three years, and this is the longest offseason they've had in a while. So, like, I'm sure that will help them a little bit. But they're getting older. They don't have the youngest core anymore. So, like you said to start off this, they are kind of the most interesting team to me in that division. Um, I think they're a playoff team for sure. But are they still Stanley Cup contenders? You know, I guess we're going to find out. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised that they're still nipping at the heels of the Leafs for the top of the division. Yeah, like, I I, that wouldn't that. surprise me at all. Yeah, I think uh, at the bottom, I don't remember the predictions I made for the article for that district, but I'm pretty sure I had um, uh, Toronto and Tampa one and two. Yeah. Um, next team, the uh, second place team in the Stanley Cup Finals, the Florida Panthers. They have some interesting additions here. Um, Sign Nico Mikola from the Rangers, three-year deal. He's a giant. Um, always liked Evan Rodriguez. Great defensive center. Um, the addition of <laughs> OKOEL, uh, Oliver ekman Larson is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume they think you're just going to bury him. In the third pairing? Yeah, I mean, it depends on how quickly Montour and Ekblad get back from their injuries, I guess. You know, if they're yeah. going to miss a little bit of the start of the regular season, he might have to play higher up the lineup. But once they get healthy, yeah, I would think he's playing bottom pair minutes. Yeah. Uh, Mike Riley. Yeah, that's a good maybe bounce back candidate right there. Yep. Uh, Anthony Stolar, some goaltending depth. I love that signing. I think Stolarz is a solid, solid goaltender. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and former devil, Dmitry Kulikov. Yep. Um, back with the team that drafted him. 
Yes. Um, and But they did lose Duclair. Um, I always thought he was very underrated. Um, yeah. Could definitely skate and score. Um, Radko Gudis, obviously famous for his playoff beard and his uh, eternal toughness. Um, Alex Lyon? Yeah. Leon? Yeah, Lyon, Lyon. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know where he went. So Detroit. Um, Detroit, okay. And then uh, Dumb and Dumber in the Stall Brothers. So, <laughs> I, I mean, all signs point to this team just freaking reloaded with just different names and more depth. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not sure. Like, they're a tough team for me to get a like, – I don't – I mean, I think the injuries are tough, right? Because, yeah. like, they had some pretty serious injuries. Yeah. I mean, Ike Black and Montour are coming off a pretty significant surgeries. To some of them, uh, they played with some pretty bad injuries in that Stanley Cup final run. You know, the, the like, I don't really think they got better this offseason, but I don't think they got that home – I don't think they got that much worse either, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Um I, dude, I don't know. I, I mean, I would have to disagree with you. I think they got better. I think they got deeper. I don't know. I mean, like Evan Rodriguez alone. I like I him. Mean, yeah, he's a really good player, but I don't like Nico Mikola. And OEL is not the player he used to be either. Mike Riley could be good for them. I think he still is still an NHL defenseman. But yeah, I just yeah. But I mean, Kulikov's an upgrade from Mark Stahl. Yeah, I agree with that. He should be at least. Um, and you know, Paul Maurice is familiar with him from his time in Winnipeg, um, so that probably helps a little bit. They're playing a little differently in Winnipeg than they were, or in Florida than they were in Winnipeg. So, and listen, yeah, they're losing Duclair, but Duclair basically didn't play last season because he was hurt for most of it. Wasn't I think this is essentially the Duclair replacement. Yeah. I just think they're kind of about the same team that they were last year, and you're probably ex- probably expecting. Uh, some regression from Sergei Bobrovsky um, from that Stanley Cup run. He's not doing that again. I think the little bit of the X factor for them is Spencer Knight, and if he can kind of you know take over, he's coming back this season. Reignite, yeah, if, yeah, exactly. Can he reignite? You know, reignite himself a little bit. Um, kind of the X factor for them. If he's legit and can kind of take over for Bobrovsky a little bit, then I think they can get back into the playoffs. But with the teams that improved from the bottom of the division, yeah. I'm not really sure. They're definitely in, like in a precarious uh, situation for sure. Interesting. All right. Um, Buffalo Sabres uh, basically did nothing. but they didn't do much. They they added Connor Clifton. I'll give them that. But And Eric Johnson. They added some, some veteran defense. But very shocked they haven't made a move in goal. I know they have Levi or what, Levi, right? Yes, Levi. Yeah. Um, but still, I don't think he's ready for full-time assignment or, you know, you still need a strong 1B in these these days as well. It was kind of puzzling because this team has a lot of good young – I mean, Rasmus Dahlin's going to win Norris trophies. Yes. Uh, Tage Thompson was literally on fire last season. Um, just, a little, just a little shocking they didn't make that many moves. But maybe, you know, they're, they're just waiting for their moment. Yeah. I, they didn't get like a little bit like the Panthers. They didn't get better this offseason, but I don't really think they got worse. Um, which means I think you're just kind of banking on some of their young talent taking jumps. You know what scares me though is is that yes, you didn't get better, but the teams around you did. Yeah, but they also have so much young talent that like they should still be making progress in their development. Like I'm expecting b- bigger things from Owen Power. Um, fair, Jack fair. Quinn probably. 
gonna Dylan go, Cousins. Yeah, JJ Paterka looks like a good player too. You have I guys mean, their like, their prospect yeah. pool is. I was gonna loaded. say you got someone like Yuri Kulich in the um the AHL who's lit it up last year in the AHL, probably getting closer to come playing NHL minutes. So that's why I think they're gonna take a little bit of a jump, maybe like five or six points. Remember, they had ninety one points last season, right? So I think they'd maybe take like a five point jump or something like that, just because I think their young talent should take steps forward. The, like you said, I think the, the key is finding someone else who can complement Devin Levi. I guess at this point they're hoping it's Uka Pekka Lukanen because he was once their top goaltending prospect, but it hasn't really worked out in the NHL to this point. If not, then they're going to have to bank on Eric Comrie, who didn't have a great first season in Buffalo. Um, so they have three goalies there that, that, I mean, for Levi for sure, but they have to get something from one of Pekka Lukanen and um, – Comrie for them, I think, to really you know solidify themselves in a playoff spot. I have them finishing third in the division ahead of Boston. I think they're a much better team than Boston. Just Boston has the, the goaltending advantage, which could make a difference. But I think Buffalo is good. They have a lot of good young talent there. The next team might have something to say about that. Uh, uh, Ottawa? The Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I still don't love their defense. Um, we could go over, you know, some of their uh, additions and stuff before we get. Yeah, into it. they they signed uh, or yeah, they got Jonas Corposalo for five years. Um, he, he was part of a trade though, right? Uh, no, he got traded to Los Angeles at the deadline last year, and they signed him as a free agent this year. Okay, um, they added Vlad Tarasenko after the whole Hurricanes agent debacle. I, I still don't know what the hell happened there. I don't think um, anyone does. What? I don't think yeah. anyone does. Yeah. Um, and then they got Dominique Kubalik, who's mid. Um, <laughs> and then, but they did lose to Brinkett and Cam Talbot. So I don't know if Corpus Allo is an upgrade from Cam Talbot. I'm, I would. Yeah. I think he's a pretty him. big upgrade from if well, Corpus Allo is a weird goalie. Like he's the definition of goalies are voodoo. Sometimes he's great. Sometimes he's terrible. There's really like no in between. Well, that was my him. point. Is like you know what you're getting with Talbot because Talbot's like solid. Yeah, I think Talbot may be in decline. I mean, Corposalo is much younger. I think there's like an eight year age. Yeah, no, there. that I completely agree there. I'm just talking right now, you know. But I get your point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tarasenko. I mean, uh, I don't know if that's one for one for Debrinket. I don't think so. No. I mean, yeah, you love Debrinket, so. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if you combine Tarasenko and Kubalik, it makes up a little bit for what you lose in Debrinket. Um, I mean, Debrinket had a down season last year, and I think he's probably a good candidate to rebound this year. Um, and it could have happened with Ottawa, but at least they made up for some of the goal scoring they lost with him, with uh, Tarasenko and Kubalik, but it's definitely not, you know, it's definitely not the same type of player. Uh, yeah, it's not. It doesn't make up for it completely. Yeah, I'm still not sold on this team. It's a, It's another year older for Giroux. Um, I think Brady's a fantastic player, but Stutzel as well. Stutzel's great. Yeah, Stutzel is he's really good, and and Shane Pinto's a, a nice piece too. Who yeah, they still have to sign. Yep. Yeah. Um, but to your point, I, I'm not sold on the on the. I mean, I they I know they went and got Chikrin, but that's if he's healthy, and the, there's nothing much else there except uh, the Chabot and Sanderson. But yeah, oh, Zub yeah, is a pretty true. good. Yeah, Artem Zub is pretty good too, but. Yeah, I just there's something I think for me. I think they're going to be good. Like I think they're going to be in the race to probably end up around ninety points. I'm pretty sure like they're over under, and more uh, most sports books like ninety point five. So they should be competitive. But I 
think they're kind of missing that one thing that takes them over the edge into making and getting into the playoffs. I don't think they're there yet. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're bad. Like, they should. I be think good, they're but... better than Boston, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I think Boston's a pretty good team still. I don't think they're better. Yeah, but the Senators are going to body them up the middle. Yeah, but, like, the Boston's defenses, they still got Chara and Hampus Lindholm and uh, – not Chara, Charlie McAvoy and uh, Hampus Lindholm, Brandon Carlo, like, Grizzly. It's a pretty good blue line. And they have the two goalies, Swayman and Olmark. I think Olmark obviously takes a step back. Yeah, he takes a step back, but he's still good. Yeah. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I still think Boston's better than Ottawa, but it's going to be tight. Hockey's coming, baby. Hockey's coming. For sure. There's not much of a margin between these teams, though. That's why it's going to be much more balanced in the Atlantic. Like, even we're going to, I guess, Detroit's next, right? Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sold on them. I'm not sold on them either. I don't have them as a playoff team. I think yeah. they got better this offseason, but not a playoff team yet. They had some interesting signings. They signed Justin Hall, the Toronto Maple Leafs reject to three years. I do like the Shane Gossesphere signing, I must say. I think Shane's grown on me ever since he had a little bit of a renaissance in uh, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, James Reimer, uh, Daniel Sprong. I do like Daniel. Yeah. JT that, Comfort to a five year deal is. Yeah, not a, great. The contract's not great, but he's a good player. Is a decision. Um, Christian Fisher. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Um, Clem Costin. Yeah, he came from uh, Edmonton. Got it. And they got to bring it. But they also lost Kubelik, Nedeljkovic. Before I wrote this article, or after I wrote this article, too, they acquired Jeff Petrie from Montreal. There we go. There we go. Um, but not like like whatever player, right? Like no, he's, he's he's fine still. Yeah. Like, but like you know, probably not what he used to be. But he's at two point four million dollars. He should be pretty useful for them. Yeah, but it just screams like no man's land. Like just out of the playoffs, but not yeah, good I enough think, to get a high pick. I don't, it just like it kind of feels like Geisman's just like throwing darts and kind of hoping something you know sticks. Like I like the Sprong uh, signing. That was pretty good. But I don't know. Is he going to repeat that? Like, it feels like he had the perfect role in Seattle. Is he going to have that kind of role in Detroit where he kind of cooks again? I I don't know. I think he's a good player, so probably, but not a guarantee. Yeah, but the problem is, is Iserman had Stamkos. He doesn't have Stamkos here. Yeah. Dylan Larkin is not Stamkos. Yeah. What he's missing right now is he needs Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider to, like, really become star players for their rebuild to go the right yeah. way. Raymond had a really good rookie season. He, sophomore he, season. Kucherov and had been to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I, even if they, which is, it's not going to happen with the players that they've drafted. They're like Simon Edmondson. I like him. Probably going to be a really good defenseman. I, I know Lucas Raymond didn't have a great second year in the NHL, but I still like him. I still, still think he's going to be a really I good. I still think he's Sider. a good player. Yeah. Yeah. I Sider didn't have a great second year in the NHL, but I think he's going to be fine too. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. The, their goaltending situation, too, gives me – well, really for them, with me, it's goaltending and defense. Like, their defense, I'm like, just like kind of what's going on here. Like, it's just – you have Justin Hall back there. You have just Shane Gossespear. Like, they're not – you know, like, Gossespear is good offensively, but defensively kind of struggles. Yeah. Ball. yeah. I don't know. Um, he'll be fine in a third-pair role. I guess since they got Petrie now, he can play that position. Um, Billy Huso and James Reimer, that, just, that tandem does not give me confidence, especially with that defense that they'll be playing behind. So – 
I think Detroit's better. Uh, I just don't really think that they're going to compete for a playoff spot this year. I think they'd be like an 85 to 90 point team, so they'll get kind of close, but I think they finish outside. Outside of a playoff spot, I should say. Yeah, I don't know if they got better. I think they did, like, because Eisenman made, like, Comfer, good player, really good defensive player. Like, he's going to help them defensively. Sprong and Debrinkit, they get some scoring. Petrie, not what he used to be, but he's still, like, a okay top four defenseman, especially at $2.4 million. Like, I think they got better. Oh, that's I just, fair. The Debrinkit signing alone. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I think I definitely think they got better. I just think when you look at the overall roster construction of what Eisenman's done over the last couple of years, and I just kind of look at their roster, I'm like, what's kind of going on here? Like, it's just kind of like a bunch of, like, all right players with a few exceptions like the Brinkett and um, Larkin, you know, those guys that are kind of their core. I think Raymond, like I said before, Raymond and Sider are obviously good players to build around, but I don't know. I just don't see playoff team yet. I, I don't think they got the goaltending. They they need like Kosa to develop into that, you know, NHL goaltender that they drafted him to be. And he was just playing in the ECHL the whole like season for the most part, which Jeez. is not a sign. And, you know, they passed on Jesper Walstead too. So that, that could come back to bite them. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. The final and probably the worst team in the Atlantic. I think they're trying to be the worst team still for now. So I feel bad for like Nick Suzuki and but I guess Nico got his shellackings too. But um the Montreal Canadians, the the Habs. Yeah, they made some deals. I wrote this article too. Obviously, we mentioned the Petrie deal, but they also got Casey DeSmith and that uh, when they were um, with the, the Carlson, as part of the Carlson trade, they also moved Mike Hoffman. Um, I think that covered it on their end for that three-team deal. I don't know if I'm forgetting anything else, but I think that covered it. Yeah, they lost Gary Onoff. Um, right. Juwan's gone. Um, they added New Hook. Hasn't really panned out to this point, but former first-round pick, so maybe a change of scenery does him well. Uh, they did give up quite a bit for him, though, first and a second-round pick, which is, which is wild. I mean, if, if you can't much. perform on that Colorado team, I, you're not performing on this Montreal I mean, team. I'm sorry. Yeah, probably not. Um, you know, I think they're trying to pull off what they did with Kirby Doc because um, Doc ended up being pretty good for them, and they gave up Yeah, quite a bit. Kirby Doc was on a – dumpster fire of a team in chicago and he was also a top three pick if i remember right yeah. new hook was like the 20th pick or something like that so there's new hook new hook couldn't thrive in a winning environment yeah so yeah i don't know maybe he'll get more of an opportunity to play with you know some of the canadians better players here he was kind of riding down the lineup in colorado um so we'll see they kind of have a you know their off season to be fair colorado's got a really deep lineup so. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, so I I'm not sold on New Hook, but it seems like a nice kid. Uh, all right, I think that wraps it up with our Atlantic uh, review from the summer. Uh, we'll hold off on predictions, even though they're in this article for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll hold off until we kind of get rolling towards uh, the beginning of the season. I think we'll do a full NHL yeah. preview. We'll do like Eastern Conference and even maybe a Western Conference separate episodes. Obviously, two in the in the same episode, we could be here for like three hours. Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right, that was good, good, uh, good review. Anything else that we need to add? I Jesper Bratt was on Thirty Two Thoughts. That was an interesting little soundbite. Yeah, I really liked the stuff he talked about working with like a mental uh, coach, and then um, you know the journaling and stuff. Uh, that was pretty interesting. He, 
It was a pretty interesting interview in general. He talked about how he was pumping Nico's tires. I was just going to get to that. He was pumping Nico's tires, how great of a two-way player he is, but you know how like underrated he is offensively too. Um, there was also, you know, the part he what was I going to mention before, uh, he, like he said, negotiations were never contentious with the devils. Like they always had a good relationship and stuff. And that's, you know, what I've heard as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just an interesting interview in general. I've been trying to listen. I got to get to the one today. I think Stutzla was on it and a couple other players, but, um, all the interviews that they've had on 32 thoughts have been pretty interesting. I really like Rasmus Anderson when he was on, I thought mm-hmm. he was, uh, it's like, oh, I didn't really know much about him because he plays in Calgary, but I, just, I thought, like, oh, this guy seems kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, this, I, I like, you know, because I remember Nico was in these interviews last this year. Last year, they, right. Yeah. yeah, when they did NHL Europe. Um, and it, I believe it was in Paris. Yeah, last year was in Paris. Yeah, yeah so and this year was in Stockholm, yeah. Which makes so much sense. I mean, Sweden's such a hotbed for NHL talent. Um, yeah, third most... Uh, Players in the league behind U.S. and Canada, I think, is Sweden now. So, yeah, I think they overtook Russia. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, um, it's always great getting some candid answers from someone like Jesper because he seems pretty buttoned up in the post-game interviews and whatnot. Um, but it, 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 it was it was a good little soundbite. Yeah, I agree with that. I think one last thing too we should touch on before we head out here is uh elliot friedman reported today that thomas tatar has switched agents and that he's leaning to signing with a team out east uh yeah i haven't heard anything about where he's leaning towards if i had a guess it's the island that's my guess as well um i think i gotta listen to the episode today i think friedman talked about it there he did i i i listened to it on the way home from from uh some sort of employment that i do but um (laughs) I think it, Nichols mentioned that like Pittsburgh's out of it. Uh, yes, yeah, he, right. they actually did a uh, edit uh, saying because he originally said that oh Pittsburgh maybe. Yeah, he said that they, a couple of weeks ago. I remember. Yeah, then they did an edit over, and uh, you know how Amel does that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, basically Pitt, Pittsburgh's not involved. Yeah, so I guess Isles. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be. I mean, listen, maybe Fitz gives him a PTO. I mean, if he he can get a guaranteed deal from someone, even if it's one year, I think, I don't think the Devils would give him a guaranteed deal at this point. I think they just want to keep that spot open for Holtz. Um, the Buff, I've always thought Buffalo made a ton of sense for Tatar. Um, maybe that would be the East team that's looking at him. I guess we'll find out in the next couple of days. It seems maybe like Florida. Free- you never know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I could see Florida maybe, but I think it's going to be. I mean, there's so many injuries. They just need bodies. You know. Yeah, I mean, their their injuries are mostly on defense. I think they're fine up front. Yeah. I think he's going to end up signing somewhere in the Northeast. So I would. I'm guessing with the Parisian news that he's not going to start the season at least. Um, that well, maybe Islanders- we haven't heard anything because it's the Islanders. Um, but I, yeah, but I think Friedman had mentioned on like that f- early July episode that the, the league had told the Islanders, like, you need to announce the stuff before September, you can't just <laughs> hold on to them. So, um, very Lou move, obviously. Um, Lou I mean, I think if he signs care. with Tatar now, it would just be something that, uh, if Tatar signs with the Islanders now, I think it's just something that probably came up, you know, about in the last few days, but we'll see where he ends up. I think. I guess you can't rule out a reunion with the Devils, but I think that ship has probably sailed. Unfortunately, because I think he was a key part of the locker room. I think he was well-liked. It seemed like he vacationed with a lot of the players. Um, But I think if this team's going to take the next step, they can't be relying on him in the playoffs. Yeah, so I think he's signing elsewhere for sure. Because unfortunately, this playoff narrative... uh, It's legit with him. It's just a playoff ghost. 
Yeah, um, he he disappeared in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's just been a thing with his career too at this point. Yeah, so quite unfortunate because I mean he was he he really did have a great bounce back season. Yeah, he was great in the regular season. Yeah. Is that it? We're putting a putting a cork yeah, on this one. This one, uh, this one's wrapped up. All right, guys. Well, you know, we're happy we're back now. I mean, Alex, we're, we're going to hit the ground running here. Yeah, we should be doing weekly episodes here pretty soon, if not, you know, starting really this week because the prospects challenges this weekend. So, yeah, we're exactly. getting into it now. Yeah, I have a brother-in-law's wedding this weekend, so you going to be able to watch any of the prospects challenge if they stream uh, it, which they usually do. I would love to if uh, Mrs. Fisherman doesn't take my phone and throw it out the window. <laughs> yes, that's probably a no. <laughs> yeah. So um, I will watch all the highlights. And if it's on YouTube, um, I'll just watch the replays. Yeah, um, that's what they do usually, I think. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, that's a wrap on Episode 8, Season 2. Um, let's go Devils. Let's go Devils. Let's go Devils.